Hello and welcome to The Flicksters, the place where two movie geeks bring you all the movie reviews and news you could ever want from any golden lamp. That's correct. Rob us and we will tell you all you need to know about movies, comic books and TV shows. You can download a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox and Anchor. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Just pop in the Flicksters podcast. See you there. Deval, I was um, just taking a moment there just to, you know, just recap what you just said. Um, uh, something about rubbing. What was yeah, that? Yeah, uh, so if you, <laughs> if you rub, uh, if you rub us, then you get, you get something out, <laughs> which is a lot of movie reviews and news, you know, updates and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> So uh, let's just hope you're not painted blue when that happens, man. Just like nah, like some Will Smith Definitely type not. of a thing going on there. How you doing? You okay? Um, yeah, I'm really, good. really good. Thanks. I'm absolutely great. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another excellent podcast. And I'm just kind of like just saying, I'm just putting that out there. It's um, I already think this podcast is excellent. I mean, there's only a few people who download <laughs> us. You know what? It's it, in my eyes, we, we are excellent. We're brilliant. But anyway, look, thank you for downloading us. And we really, really hope you enjoy the show. We've got lots of things to get through. We've got a bumper. Actually, no, we've got a hellish oh, review sure to get have. through as well. Exactly. We've got some great gems that we want to speak to you about. We've got some anniversary corner films that we've got to let you know about. And obviously some really, really big film news. But before all of that, we are going to have some shout outs. And Deval... Who are we shouting out this wonderful week? Got a couple of shout outs this week. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Paul Phoenix Wins. Uh, he's always uh, following us on, well, he's following us on, on, on Instagram and always uh, reacts to our posts that we put out. Uh, I think last week we put out a few posts, uh, Drag Me to Hell and a few uh, sort of scary films uh, in celebration for Pet Cemetery, uh, the, the sort of remake. Uh, which I think he also shouted shouted out for as well. So yeah, so Paul Phoenix, I think he had a situation with his car, from what I can understand. So yeah. his car, I think, uh, has died, and uh, I think uh, he wants to help to revive it. So I think I messaged back saying that the Red Priestess can uh, maybe pray over his car and bring his car back. You know, if the Lord of Lights uh, wills it. Then uh, you know the Lord of Light will make that Vol is it a Volvo. I think Volvo return back from the yeah, dead. It was. It was it's yeah, a Volvo. Exactly. It was a Volvo. And funnily enough, it? Volvo in the UK, uh, Volvo are the sponsors of uh, Game of Thrones on uh, on the Atlantic Channel. So, you know, I mean, the Lord yeah. of Light works in mysterious ways. He does indeed. And I was whenever whenever we used to see those adverts for Volvo, just that voice uh, at the end. Uh, you know, the way it was just kind of like Volvo. Yeah, Volvo. Do you remember that? Yeah. Volvo. <laughs> you know, and it's just like whenever you just see the car, Volvo, it just kind of like, you just, you know, Volvo. It just sounds like as if it's very like powerful, doesn't it? It's like, it is, know, yeah. Great cars, great, great cars, by the way. Um, and yeah, who else are we shouting out? Also shouting out Made Up Universe, uh, who uh, is Made Up Universe. We've done a, we've, uh, we've done a collaboration uh, and you guys will download a podcast to hear the collaboration a marvel special uh made up universe uh man called mikhail uh, does youtube channels about uh marvel uh, movies star wars all of that so big shout out to made up universe 
nice collaboration going on there and uh, long may it continue so big shout out to him huge huge shout out and yeah just just keep listening um uh, to the show ladies and gentlemen and we're gonna we're gonna bring you this uh, marvel special that's gonna be coming yeah. really soon. okay so now let's just move on to movie news and yeah we've got a quite quite a kind of like a, a range of stuff going on over here uh, in hollywood at the moment and this one, um, I was reading it and it relates to Game of Thrones and it relates to Batman. And yes. tell us what is going on over there, Deval. Well, this man has journeyed across the Seven Kingdoms from Astapor to Yunkai. He would derive from Bear Island, where he put shame upon his family name of Mormont. So he, was, he fled to Essos. <laughs> I'm trying to talk like like Sergio Mormont and I can't yeah like, Sergio yeah. Mormont Sergio Mormont's voice of Game of Thrones he's got for me yeah he's got one of the most soothing n- narration voices around apart from obviously David Attenborough this yeah, guy yeah. he doesn't talk he just narrates through throughout Game of Thrones from season one to season like seven so far he's so consistent love his voice not only that He's got brilliant. And you know what? I'm on, you should mention it. Funny enough that you should mention season seven. I'm on season seven right now. And it's oh, the okay. bit where he's at the Citadel and, oh. you know, the, the scale. He's trying yeah, to... Yeah, grayscale. Um, yeah, the, the grayscale's, like, you know, taking hold of his body. And uh, Samuel Tarly, he's trying to get it, take it off of him. And it's just like, it's just watching those two act. And like like you said, the way he speaks and yeah. Khaleesi... My, has my Khaleesi arrived? Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's just brilliant. So what's he doing? What is he up to? Yeah, so his name, uh, Ian Glenn in real life. Uh, he, also, he actually also starred in, I think, a couple of the uh, Resident Evil movies. He was uh, Wesker, the guy with the dark oh. glasses, blonde hair, who had some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, he's, he was sort of um, modified. So he had sort of superhuman powers and he was able to fight with... Uh, Mila Jojovic's character, uh, so Wesker, right. really good character in Resident Evil, but he's going to play uh, Bruce Wayne in Titans oh. season two. Bruce this Wayne, like great. literally Batman. So I guess it's going to be an older version of the Batman. So I've seen a couple of uh, mm. sort of concept art uh, pictures that show what he could look like. And he does look like a, you know, like a distinguished sort of tough, yet reserved, older Batman, which he, yeah, I think I think he could, he could pull it off. I've not heard him do an American yeah. accent, but I'm pretty sure he'll be good at it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the vo- he's got that gruffness in the voice, exactly. right? Exactly. Kind of yeah. do that brooding, yeah. you know. He and he does a lot of brooding in Game of Thrones. A lot, yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it just kind of makes sense, and that's really good because it's so weird because after all these years of watching Game of Thrones, I haven't really seen him in, in anything else. We've seen Kit Harrington in stuff, and we've seen uh, Rob. Um, uh, Rob Stark, he was in a couple of things, and Peter Dinklage, obviously, he turned up in Thor Ragnarok. You know, so it's good to see kind of these people now kind of venturing off and doing other things, and you mm. know what, they deserve it, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, can't All wait right. for that. Season yeah. two is going to be great. I can't wait. And if you haven't seen season one, ladies and gentlemen, go check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah which is where I caught it. And in the States, I mean, what they're showing it on the DC streaming service. That's correct. Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to premiere, I think, uh, October, 2019. 
season two. Brilliant. So, Can yeah. he wait? Can he wait? Now, Brightburn, this is really interesting, this, this film, this new film that's going to be coming out soon. And I remember we spoke about this on the show a while back and I said, check out this trailer. It's kind of like, it's a new take on the whole super uh, superhero, uh, you know, uh, mythos. It's kind of like an alien crash lands on planet Earth, a family take in a family take in this kind of uh, baby. And when you watch the trailer, you're thinking, oh my God, I've seen this film before. This is Superman. However, however, I'm not going to spoil it. Watch the trailer and you realize that this isn't exactly your, you know, truth, justice and the American way type of a character. This is something (laughs) completely different. But tell us what happened when it was shown uh, when the trailer was watched. Yeah, uh, basically. <laughs> this, this is this film, I love this. The the film is, yeah, like, you, you know, I'm not going to repeat, I mean, you, you just hit the nail on the head. It's like a Superman version of of a, a a tale of a different story. And it's a bit scary, actually. From what I've seen, from what I've seen so far in the trailer, this, you know, this person lands from out of space and has powers and doesn't start off like, you know, like sugar wouldn't melt this person's got a bit of a nasty streak <laughs> and I think this person's going to go around <laughs> killing people. The trailer does depict a dark, dark tone. And it yeah. is basically the trailer looks like a horror film. Yeah. yeah. And this trailer yeah. unwittingly, I don't know how this mistake happened, but in the, here in the UK during the screenings for Peppa Pig. Yeah, so during the cinema screening, so Peppa Pig, somehow the Brightburn trailer showed during the trailers and <laughs> the kids were shitting themselves. Kids were terrified. Parents were like running around trying to, you know, some parents go to these cinemas with like, these screenings with like four kids. Imagine a parent yeah. trying to cover all the four kids' eyes. You can't do it. You need like, you, can't, you, can't you need do arms it. like blimmin' like Mojo. You know, it's like, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. I, it is crazy. And the thing is, I've seen the trailer, right? And it's, you know what? It's brilliant. You think you know the story because you think, you know, it's even got shots in the movie, right? Where... And and this isn't giving anything away because when you watch the trailer, you'll see it all. And you know that kind of that sweeping shot of of when you're at the Kent farm, like in Smallville or in the Superman movies, and you see the, yeah. the, the post box and it's got Kent, right? It's even got a shot like that. So the directors, the creators, the producers, who, by the way, is James Gunn. Yep. They've purposely that they've purposely gone out and to kind of make a film which you think that you know, but it's going to be completely different. So it is that, you know, uh, that that person with powers, but in a kind of scary type of way. And and the fact that they showed it on a Peppa Pig like screening is just classic. It's just brilliant. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So funny. I, I mean, I can imagine those kids must be shitting themselves. Exactly. You know. So exactly. <laughs> right. What else have we got? So I was just doing a bit of digging around, and mm. you know. My little birdies, little um, birdies, little birdies, little little birdies, kind of came back to me and said, "You know what? You know the Russo brothers. They are going to be taking a break from the MCU because if you think about it, right? They've been working on Infinity War, obviously Endgame, Civil War. So for the last kind of like last five six years, they've just 
they've just been kind of been full at it, right? And I think what they've decided to do is they're going to take a break, right? They're going to go away off and do a couple of other things and they are working on other other projects and, you know, they've set up a new kind of production company and, you know, let's face it, if they want to make a film, those guys, who's not going to green light their projects? But they've said that they're going to take a break away. But however, what they would like to come back to or what would draw them back in, though, is the idea of doing a Secret Wars movie or couple of movies and when I read that I was just like oh shit this could be you know a perfect thing for them like you know for something to be set up for in the next like three or four years to come a secret wars uh trilogy or or you know a a film which sets it all up but I thought that was brilliant that sounds like a good idea and I I think it's a really good thing that they're doing to go away have a break restock regather and also just also I guess re-energize themselves and get some new ideas flowing because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to overcook the meal and, you know, it, it, it ended up turning sour. So I think, yeah, yeah, stepping away from it is a really good idea. I actually wouldn't mind if they, if they didn't do another Marvel film, because I think, I think what they're, I think, I, I think Endgame is going to be great. And that would be their fourth yeah. Marvel film. And if they never done a Marvel film again, I would be happy. I'll, because I, I would see them as retiring on top. But yeah, if they're yeah, going to come back yeah. and do Secret Wars, then yeah, I've got faith in them. Secret, Secret Wars is a really deep story involving the scrolls and all sorts. So yeah, that's a, that's, that's, that's a long, that's a long, long game that is. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that will be something like for the years to come and like, you know, that will yeah. be, you know, let them set up Captain Marvel and all the other stuff first. And then maybe that can all then lead into something, you know, you know, with secret wars. So that'd be interesting. Also on the topic of MCU, Kevin Feige has basically said in a recent interview that we won't see X-Men in the MCU for a long time. And, and and I guess there's obviously been a lot of kind of these rumors where, you know, right, what's going to happen? Are we going to see kind of a, a new Wolverine coming up pretty soon and stuff like that? But what I think is that um, they're going to just hold on for a bit. They're going to wait until, you know, these new films uh, have been announced and going to be announced. And then they can start to figure out how they're going to bring in, you know, X-Men and, you know, the you know the characters that they acquired from the Fox deal. So, you know what? It's, it's probably a good thing that they're not just rushing into it, right? Um, and, and, and also... I think after Spider-Man's released, uh, then they will let everyone know officially what films are coming out. So I think it's pretty good that they're not just going to rush out and give us, you know, the X-Men again. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a good idea. And I think, yeah, because the, what they got? They've got uh, Dark Phoenix coming out, I think in June, July. Um, New Mutants, who knows when that's going to come out. And uh, from what I hear as well, uh, that they're not going to re- reveal uh, phase, we're in our phase four. Uh, yeah, or I don't know. Yeah, the next phase basically. They're not going to reveal the next phase until after Spider Man's come out. So, I think yeah, I think you know what? All this quiet to me just means that there's a lot of planning going ahead. Yeah. So yeah. the more quiet they are, the more deadly they will be. So I think just oh, yeah. l- leave them to be quiet and then let them hit you like a Mike Tyson right hook. 
you know? Exactly. And and you know what? We're going to end up seeing that poster. They're going to be announcing all those pictures like for the next 10 years. You know what? Listen, this is going to be their moment to plan the next 10 years. And Kevin Feige has has said categorically that you we will, there's going to be more Marvel movies coming out. So it's not like as if, you know, in Endgame is the end of things. It, there's going to be more and there's going to go beyond. So, so don't worry about that, folks. And just on that, uh, MCU parent company, The House of Mouse, Disney, they have officially officially announced the new streaming service. And I think it's priced at $6.99 uh, in North America, which comes in a few dollars cheaper than Netflix, right? If I'm not mistaken, Deval? Yeah, yeah. That's the, I think that's the introductory price uh, just to get people in. And then I think after that, then it, uh, it increases to, so I think, nine, $9.99 or something like that. Right, right. Okay. So, so yeah. uh, alongside, uh, yeah, alongside the announcement that, you know, it's it's officially been announced and, you know, it's this is what is pricing. They have also mentioned that there's going to be a, a Vision and Wonder Maximoff uh, TV show. And the rumor has it that it's going to be called... Wonder Vision. Wonder Vision. Wonder Vision. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, yeah, Wonder I know Vision. the title. Wonder Wonder Vision. <laughs> Wonder Vision. Wonder Wonder Vision. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, listen, look, I trust the, you know what, the MCU, I'm sure they're going to come up with something really great and everything, but. I mean, if that is what it's called, I mean, come on, man. They could have come up with something better. WandaVision. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what, the, what the hell is going on over here? So, uh, so there's definitely, so, so WandaVision looks like as if, the, you know, something's going to happen, something between the Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And then, um, and also uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're going to be getting their, uh, they're going to be getting their little thing going on as well. So, you know what, Disney, Disney Plus, they're going to be bringing out stuff, new content. And from what I've seen, they are going to be spending billions over the next like two to three years on new content. So, you know what, they're going to, they're ramping things up, man. And when, when you're, when your dad is a Mickey Mouse, I mean, <laughs> you know what, right? You can't, you, you know, you can't argue with that, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, I think, yeah, they, they're going to, they're going to, I mean, the cinemas, they're already controlling the cinemas and they, Anything they push out just gets, you know, flooded. And then now they're going to flood the uh, the streaming services. Obviously, Netflix is the, the Mac daddy of the streaming services. But yeah. uh, once Disney get their grip in it as well, they're going to take a, lot, a large chunk. I think Netflix's uh, shares and stocks actually dropped slightly once Disney, uh, you know, publicized their intentions and their prices and yeah. things like that. Just imagine and that Disney Netflix stock went stocks. Up. Yeah, exactly. So that's the that's the weight and that's the power of a squeaky little mouse in the in the industry. <laughs> oh shit, man! So yeah, so so I mean, we we don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about uh, Europe. Whether you know what's happening with Europe and you know how it's going to work out with Europe, but I, I imagine nine ninety nine dollars is going to work out to be like ten. They're going to just kind of maybe do te, you know nine ninety nine pounds. Nine pounds ninety nine type of thing. Yeah, I think they, so. You know, they yeah. could do it like that. Yeah. So, well, so yeah, yeah so so good. that's that. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else have we got to share with you all? Oh, this is something that I wanted to share because it has been a while since I've heard about my mate Jackie Chan. 
right? So <laughs> your mate who you met at the airport. Exactly. So my mate Jackie Chan, who you know we go back way, 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 way back. Apparently, Chris Tucker has recently posted a pic on on Instagram, and he's 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 got a picture with Jackie Chan, and they've got their fingers out in with the number four. All right. So what this means is that Rush Hour Four is going to be coming, and I've got to tell you, I was a big fan of the first Rush Hour. The second Rush Hour, I thought was okay. Yeah, you know what? You know what? It's good. It's fine. Obviously, not as good as the 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 first one and the third one i just you know what it's just like getting worse and worse right so brush hour four is going to happen i think they're working on it right now it's been a long time since rush hour three came out but please 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 jackie chan and chris tucker make it decent that's all i'm asking right it's been such a long time since i've seen you in a film together Please, please, please just make it decent. But it's great to see the fact that, you know, what they're continuing this franchise. I think they both need, it'd be good if, you know, they, you know, it's, I think, they wish, wish they could just go out on a bang, you know, you know, yeah. go back to that first, you know, that, that, um, the chemistry that they had in the first film. I, w- I wish that comes back. Yeah, this, this is definitely going to be one of those nostalgic kind of films, you know, and it seems like quite a few are trying to, you know, recreate something that hasn't been there for a while. I, I know we've got, uh, what's the Tom Cruise one coming out soon? Uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun coming out. I know, I know the the gap between those release dates are, are you know that's that's years, but exactly uh, something tells me that this this Rush Hour Four is going to be like a money grab, and yeah. uh, you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes studios do this. It could be a strategic move. I don't know what studios doing this, but sometimes you know you know they might want to grab some money by making one film to help fund another film or to do something else. So. There could be so many reasons why they think this is a good idea to to launch or to bring back. Yeah. But yeah, I think the first and the first one, and, and I think the second one, I think was were the best ones, isn't it? I think. Yeah, like yeah, 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 defo. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens with this one. But yeah, I mean, Jackie we'll Chan. We'll see what is he still is, is Jackie Chan still fighting, or is he? I thought he retired you know from he fighting. Don't... No, he's he he you know he's he's made like you know he still makes like Hong Kong films and stuff, and he does a lot of like producing and he does a lot of a uh, lot of directing as well. I don't think he's going to be able to do those stunts that he used to do like 15, 20 years ago. Um, but you know, he's still got that persona. He's still got the charisma. And when you go into a Jackie Chan film, you expect some sort of kind of death defying stunt or, or, you know, or something, but the guy's like 60 years old, man. He's like, yeah. he's probably 60 plus he's, you know, he's, yeah. he's getting on. So I, I don't think he's going to be doing those, those uh, stunts like, you know, he used to do ones from like police story and project a and things like that, which are classics. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, you know what? It's just, I think, just just, just deliver. That's all I'm going to say is like, you know, it's been a long time. Just deliver on the goods, uh, Chris and Jackie. And yeah. on, to, on to another kind of little nugget of information. Robin oh. Patton, who you might know from the Twilight movies, Devour. I know you love those films. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I know you love those tween, uh, <laughs> t- uh, t- tween vampire movies. I never but, saw uh, a single yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I did. All right. Okay. I raised my hand. I did. Uh, but apparently, check, check this out. Robert Pattinson, he's been, he's signed on to star in Christopher Nolan's new film, right? So and look, we don't know anything about this movie. It's, it's kept under wraps. Okay. It's like a really well guarded secret. No kind of uh, plot spoilers or anything like that over here. But apparently he was never given a script. Right. So check this out. Oh. He was offered the role. He was never given a script. He had to read the script under lock and key. He had to go into a special room, which mm. was locked. 
He was given the script. He was allowed to read it. He came out and apparently in an interview, which he, which he gave recently, he said, he used the word unreal. He said, the, the script of the movie is unreal. Now, at the end of the day, right, you could say that a lot of people probably say that, a lot of people say that about a lot of movies or, or the films that they're going to be in. And probably, uh, you know, he's absolutely right. But obviously we can't base anything just on the fact of what Robin Pattinson said. But the fact that they locked him in a room and they didn't give him a copy of the script, it just tells you, right, this has got to be something big. This is going to be something deep, man. And you know Christopher Nolan, Inception, like, you know, Interstellar, The Dark Knight trilogies, like, you know, Insomnia, you know, Memento, all those movies, you know, they're, they're deep, they're deep films. Inception. And, oh, Inception, man. It's just like, you know, deep. So, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. So uh, this just kind of, this just kind of rank, you know, racks it up a bit, like, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, the intrigue for me so it's like what the hell did they have to lock him up for yeah because th this is the film that we i think we, we sort of touched on it a couple of weeks ago and it's it's shrouded in mystery it's almost like the the film is produced by the the house of black and white and the many face god you know <laughs> jacking hagar is like the executive producer it's like you get nothing from this and anything you try and find out they'll just change their face and you end up with something else so it's best not to even try so <laughs> We just may exactly. have to wait until this film's released and find out what happens then, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so we'll keep you posted on, on whatever we hear from this film, yeah. which is uh, supposed to be unreal. Yeah. Now, on to, on to WWE, your mate Dave Duval, your mate Dave Bautista, Ooh. Ooh, he, damn. Uh, he's out of world wrestling. He's what, retired. What's going on? Why? Uh, He's retired. What happened? I, don't know. I spoke. I spoke to him like about a week and a half ago, uh, just after his match at WWE, and he said that you know he's loved his time at, uh, uh, doing wrestling. Wrestling's what his first. That's his first passion, and he he'll, he'll always love it. But he said he's got to listen to his body, and as much as he wants to carry on, uh, you know, uh, guest starving and wrestling and things like that, uh, he just can't do what he wants to do and when you're when you're you know when you're when you're when you're, when you're limited by your physical ability but your mind wants to do more you just can't do it you know and he wants to give to the fans what the fans want he wants to give them the performances they want he wants to go out there and you know do all the mad uh the moves and just you know do what he knows he he used to be able to do but he can't so i think for him it's a very very intelligent move and it's the right thing to do it's the right decision you know, I think you should go out on the bang. He's gone out in WrestleMania 35, I think it was, with Triple H. Great match. And now he can con wow. he can concentrate on his uh, his acting career, which actually is is doing really well. So, yeah, yeah. Batista, you've you done good, man. You've done good. So, and talking about his career, we know, and you've mentioned this before about Dune, he's going to be kind of starring in, um, in, in that kind of like big film. And also a film called killer's game and i was reading up on this film right so check the premise for this movie deval right this is brilliant right so killer's game is a new film that's gonna be starring dave bautista and he plays a hitman a veteran hitman who is informed by his doctor that he is that he only has a few months to live so what does he go and do he's thinking you know what i've only got a few months to live I'm just going to put a hit out on myself. So he puts a hit what? out on himself. <laughs> yeah, right. He puts a hit out on him on himself only to discover that the doctor made a mistake 
and he's actually in perfect condition. Right? Oh my gosh. Forcing him to battle an army of assassins out to kill him. Oh <laughs> that my gosh. That sounds brilliant. Imagine oh my that. Gosh, that's crazy. You've ju- that's crazy. You've just been told that you've only got a few months to live and you're thinking, ah, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just kind of put a hit out on myself and you know what, this is it. It's, I'll just enjoy my, you know, the rest of my days. And then you find out that it was just all a big mistake and you're thinking, shit, you know, I've got all these people after me. What am I going to do? Yeah. So that's the premise of the movie. It's called Killer's Game. So we'll, we'll let ah. you know when it's out and when the trailer's out. So he's going to be killing people that are going to be trying to, trying to kill him. Yeah. And so he's still committing murder, mistake. isn't he? He's still committing he murder. So he's a mass murderer, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay, oh, right? Man. Yeah. Oh shit. Right, what else is in the news, Deval? Uh oh, oh sorry. Oh. Before you give yeah, before you give your little bit, I just want to quickly mention this. You know, like I, I think I mentioned like Bruce Lee a couple of weeks ago. I said, Oh, wouldn't it be great to kind of see like a biopic of Bruce Lee? And yeah. lo and behold, there's going to be a new project connected to Bruce Lee. So years and years and years and years and years ago, Bruce Lee was actually working on a project, right, where it was set in in, in the 1800s in America. And he was going to be this guy who's, who's traveled over from China. So in the Wild West and where he has to kind of live kind of like obviously in that time frame so deal with all sorts of issues and you know you got people on cowboys shooting people you got like uh bank robberies and all this sort of stuff and this this was going to be his major major big breakthrough project back in the 70s but then what happened was the studios obviously were racist in those days there's no there's no two way around around that and they said you know what our audiences won't accept an asian face so what they did was they they changed it around a bit and they they hired uh, David yeah David Carradine and then there was a, a TV show called Kung Fu Kung Fu yes that. Kung Fu yeah 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 that was supposed to be Bruce Lee right oh my gosh but, yeah and then and all because of this you know that people didn't people weren't going to accept an Asian guy back in the seventies right okay so fast forward Ooh. now to 2019 Justin Lin who you'll know from Fast and the Furious yeah you know part of kind of like huge like you know film franchise he he's bringing uh, a project called the War- uh, called warrior to the small screen with the help of bruce lee's daughter so warrior is that project that bruce lee worked on back in the 70s they are bringing it so everyone can actually see what bruce was talking about back in the 70s and this sounds really interesting so she went back to her her to bruce lee's old notes the film, the the scripts that he wrote. And Justin Lin said, look, hey, you know what? Let's make this. Let, let, let's let's take the spirit of, of what Bruce Lee wrote about back in the 70s and let's make this TV show and let's bring it to the people. You know, let's just kind of, you know, in the memory of Bruce Lee, let, let people enjoy this. And I just thought that's brilliant. So we will get to see that vision, which was created back in the 70s. So I'm looking forward to this, man. Mm, that sounds interesting, actually. Yeah, so that's called that Warrior. And that's gonna, yeah, so that was called Warrior. What else? What else have we got here? Oh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth oh. apparently could play Hulk Hogan in a new biopic oh, directed by gosh. Todd Phillips. I am a real American <laughs> fighting for rights of every man. <laughs> I love that that opening, man. Yeah. yeah. How does it go? How does it go? And it hurts inside. <laughs> dun, dun, 
Hulk Hogan was the man. He was, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. Those were Ultimate two. Warrior, the Ice WrestleMania 3, wrestling. I remember. I think. WrestleMania 3, oh shit, mine was WrestleMania 6. That was my first, <laughs> that's my first memory. WrestleMania 6, uh, I think, 1991. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Man, it's just like I mean, if if this if this works, if, if this kind of you know, if he pulls it off, it'd be interesting. You know, yeah. Chris Hemsworth, he's obviously he's got he's, a frame he's got high, for it. He's yeah, got a frame definitely. for it, right? Yeah. And and I hope I hope if this is going to be a biopic, I hope they really go into it and they really kind of delve into his the hair. whole cut his hair, hair, make him bald, like so he's got just the hair on the sides. Yeah, and uh, and, <laughs> and rip the shirt as he comes into the. <laughs> they they got you, man. They got you. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're gonna do it, make sure they do it justice. And Todd Phillips, he is behind the new Joker film. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Isn't Todd Phillips Hangover as well? Or yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So, you know what? We'll yeah. This sounds interesting. We'll keep obviously all posted. And as soon as that as soon as that film comes out, man, we'll 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 be onto that one because that sounds really interesting. Okay, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, do you remember a few years ago they did a reboot of Lara Croft? Yes, I I went to watch it. It was actually all right. I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't that bad, and uh, I think they kind of left. They they did leave some in the in 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 the locker for the next sequel. So I think, yeah, it's, it's it's decent film. Not great, but decent. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're absolutely right. So they did leave it open for a second film and the Flicksters can tell you Alicia Vikander is going to return as Lara Croft in a new Lara Croft movie. So they're already working on it. Film is going to start towards the end of this year and hopefully that will be coming out at the end of next year. So yeah, it, fans of Lara Croft, you know, fans of the game, you know, fans of, you know, the Angelina Joni versions and the, you know, they just want to see that kind of character moving on and taking on new challenges. They listened. You're going to get it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Let's have it. Let's have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, what are we doing next, Deval? Next, I think we've got the box office. Uh, top five, Dead or Alive. Yes. See what we've got uh, this week going on. What have uh, we got in at number five? Number five, the film that we mentioned <laughs> in the news, Peppa Pig, yeah. Festival of Fun. So that's okay. uh, just jumped into the, the uh, top five, just under a million in the first week. And uh, wow. I'm sure it would have made a million if the kids weren't scared off. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. And um, are, any chance that you are going to get to watch this film? I've already seen it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh yeah. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. like because obviously Easter break, right? Easter break now. People are going to yeah, go exactly. out and watch this yeah, movie, yeah. take the kids and stuff. Peppa Pig is so, like a right. that's an industry unto itself. That Peppa is... Pig. Every kid, like you know, five years old, three years old, or whatever. Every kid knows Peppa Pig. Totally, it's crazy, totally. man. So yeah, a million pounds in the first week. That's good. Yeah, for a yeah, cartoon that probably cost how much to make? Come on. Yeah, I know. Come on, and I'm just thinking they're probably thinking right. Okay, look, it's Easter break. Let's get in mm. there before Endgame yeah. is is released. Let's exactly. try and get a couple of million. Yeah. And yeah. you know yeah. what? There you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, what's in at number four? Number four, uh, she slipped down. Uh, Captain Marvel. 
1.1 million for the week. Overall, wow. though, top of the pops with 34 million in the UK box office. Uh, but Captain Marvel, yeah, slipped down a little bit because of the other new entrants that we'll speak about. But still doing a solid, you know, solid inning, innings. And I think Captain Marvel will be in the top 10 for a few weeks to come. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, so. still be... Yeah, it'll still be in the top 10, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, exactly. And sure. at, at number three, we number have... Three, the film that we reviewed, I think, last week. So Pet Cemetery, uh, number three now. And uh, yeah, Pet Cemetery is doing okay for now. Uh, I think it's quite a fresh film. So it's just doing, it's doing just a bit more than Captain Marvel. Otherwise, I think Captain Marvel will probably overtake it in the next couple of weeks because people are going to catch the Marvel bug and want to see Marvel films before they watch Endgame, I'm sure. So uh, Pet Cemetery, I think, will probably slide down a bit. But it's a decent film. I like the ending. Not going to spoil it for you guys now. But yeah, I'd say it's, I'd say it's worth a watch if you like a good horror film. Uh, yeah. And a classic horror film from the 80s as well. Uh, you know, getting a, a, a fresh a fresh, uh, a fresh, depiction. So yeah, go, go give it yeah. a try. Yeah, exactly. And we've got another Disney uh, film in there in, in, in at number two, which is Dumbo. Mm. And this is Dumbo. This is the flying elephant. Uh, I mean, look, I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch this film. It's taken. Uh, it took three and a half million in the week and which is nothing to sniff about. And it's taken 12 million overall. So, you know what? It's and, and like we said before, you know, there's the Easter break. um, Parents are going to take take their kids to it and stuff, and oh yeah, for sure. You know what? It, it's it's going to take a lot of money, and um, it just t- goes to show. Look, Disney have got Captain Marvel in the in the top five. They've got Dumbo in the top five, and then they're going to have bloody you know Endgame, you know, in the top five. So it's just killing it, Disney, at the moment. And and yeah, for sure. The the UK's number one film is Deval Shazam. Yeah, how how much did that take? So yeah, so it's taken. Uh, I think in, in a week, it's taken four million, Whoa. and it's just literally taken. Yeah, so much more than I guess. Well, just actually, do you know what? According to the stats, it's just it's taken just over half a million in Dumbo. So Dumbo is giving it a race for its money, but uh, I know quite a few people that haven't actually seen Shazam yet, but they are going to see it. So I do think the 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 sort of you know following weeks Shazam will maintain a strong presence in the top five I just think many people weren't in a rush to see it but once they've seen it they like it so you know that's that's a good sign at least yeah and the kind of word of mouth people go exactly you know yeah that they'll watch it and then they'll just kind of tell other people to go and watch it and exactly hopefully that kind of carries on doing well so okay right so what have we got out this week on blu-ray Deval? Yeah, on Blu-ray, we've got a couple of films we're going to talk about today. First one is uh, Disney. Is Mary Poppins Returns Disney? I can't uh, remember. Yeah. Is that Disney? I think yeah, it is I Disney, think it isn't is. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Mary Poppins, yo. She returns, uh, played by uh, A Quiet Place star. Uh, what's her name? I want to say Rachel McAdams, but it's not her. It Emily is Blunt. Emily Blunt. There you go, to put it bluntly. And... Uh, <laughs> She, I've not seen it. I'm not going to see it, but I understand it's a good film and I'll leave it as that. It's on DVD, Blu-ray, digital download. Get it for you, get it for your kids or don't get it. Doesn't really bother me, but it's out. (laughs) Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, Yeah. What else is out? And the second one uh, is Sorry to Bother You, which Which I think. Sorry? You saw this, didn't you? I saw this, yeah. I saw it a a couple, have I seen it twice? 
And I think I've just seen it once, but this film is really, really good. For me, it was yeah, one of my standout underrated. films of 2015. Really underrated. Boots Riley, like the directorial debut. Boots Riley is a sound engineer. All, all his uh, experience so far is working on sound engineer, basically engineering sound for film. He's worked on The right. Simpsons. He's worked on a whole bunch of other, you know, either animated or live action. And he's decided to direct and write this. And it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an independent masterpiece, in my opinion, but it just didn't get the recognition that, you know, it deserved, not here in the UK anyway, maybe in America or other places, it, it you know, maybe had the recognition, but here many people didn't even know about it. And that's a real, that's, that's a tragedy as uh, yeah as the Bee Gees would say. But uh, yeah, sorry to bother you. It's out on digital, Blu-ray, download. I'll say find it, get it, enjoy it, and let us know what you think. Brilliant recommendation there. Um, sure. Okay, so what have we got coming out on streaming and trailers this week? Yeah, the first one is Anna, which uh, I'll let you talk about because I, <laughs> I ain't got a clue what it is. <laughs> but uh, now, what's Anna um, about? <laughs> Right. Okay. Let me tell you about Anna. I, I was just kind of um, flicking through, and I got you know what? I'm so bad. I got to. I got to jog my memory. Jog, uh, why are you jogging I'm, your memory? I'll I'll, I'll do the uh, mid '90s because the mid '90s was a great time. It was a great time. In the mid '90s. Uh, you know, I was a, I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old, finding myself, and. Uh, I was just like, you know, looking at all the, the, the young girlies out there, no courage to talk to them. So I was alone and single for most of that, that period of time. But mid 90s, this is a directorial debut, I believe, of uh, Jonah Hill. And it depicts a, a young, uh, well, a mid, a teenage uh, boy in the mid 90s. So a lot of throwback uh, music, fashion, social commentary. Uh, it's based in America. I believe it's, I think it's California. Don't, uh, don't quote me on that. But yeah, young boy, he's, you know, out of his friends, dealing with life, social stuff and, you know, all that kind of thing. And it's, it just seems like a decent film, actually. It's, uh, from what I understand, I, I thought it was out in the cinemas. It is out of the cinemas uh, in some places. And I also believe it could be coming out on Amazon on the 18th mm. of, uh, on the 18th of uh of april so wherever right. you're going to get it i reckon it's a good a good watch a good chilled out watch on a sunday afternoon you know but uh yeah jonah hill's directorial uh debut i believe so yeah, yeah go go see and it he's and he he's did he win an oscar or he was nominated for an oscar recently i think it was it was i know he was nominated for one i think for wolf wolf of wall street isn't it but i don't know about right, recently okay. Okay, maybe a yeah, it must have been. It must have been that. There must have been that. Then, yeah, because he's kind of, he's like his career has taken a bit of a trajectory, right? Because this, you know, he was in those movies like Super Bad and um, This Is the End, which I kind of thought they were like really, really funny those films. But and then you know he started to do kind of um, like more dramatic roles, like you know The Wolf of Wall Street, and then he turned up in this thing with, uh, oh, sugar, sugar, Moneyball. Who is the Moneyball? Okay, it's that was Brad kind Pitt, of like, you know, like yeah, a, Brad Pitt, yeah. it was that one. And then he, who is the, it was, is it Emma Thomas? No, who's Emma Thomas? Is she the one, uh, remind me, The Amazing Spider-Man, number two, uh, Gwen, uh, Stacey, uh, Gwen Stacy. Who who played Gwen Stacy? Oh, wasn't that uh, Emma Thompson? 
Emma Thompson was it Emma Thompson yeah and uh, Jonah so. Hill and Emma Thompson they started they started in this Netflix thing called Schizophrenia oh, yeah the one about the uh, oh to see if they, to, to, to measure their mind or something isn't it I can't remember what it was, yeah. what it was called okay, oh yeah. that's gonna bug me but yeah I, I know what you mean I know what you mean so he's kind of moving, like, you know, he's doing kind of a lot more dramatic yeah, a more serious, uh, roles yeah. now, a bit more serious and stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting. Maniac, like, it's you know, called he, Maniac. Sorry, Maniac, not Schizophrenia, yeah. Maniac. And and that had kind of like really good reviews as well. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting. A lot of people now, you know, they, they're getting into directing. And mm. I, I guess once you've made a name for yourself as a film star, it probably in my opinion, it might become a bit easier for you to get projects made. Maybe not, not yeah, that, yeah, yeah, not, not yeah. a lot easy. Like it's not very easy, but I guess it's probably easier than, than you and I, if we said, Hey, we're Anna and Deval, we want to make a film, uh, give us like 30 million. Uh, I guess that's not going to happen sure. anytime soon. Deval. <laughs> let's try it. But exactly. Let's try it. But okay. I digress. So now let mm. me tell you about Anna. Now, Anna, also, so it, just before, before, just before that, sorry, I forgot sorry, to mention, sorry. sorry, my fault, my fault. I forgot to mention it's written and directed by Jonah Hill. And it's also an A24 production. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, that tells you now you need to watch it, isn't it? Sorry. I meant to mention uh, that before. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm gonna say. No, it's you just, say, so, yeah, because uh, I'll say 24. Uh, 24. Uh, 24. Uh, 24. 24. You say, 24. Uh, I say 24. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, we've we've mentioned this before, right? Whatever, when when you have an A24 production, it's gonna be it's, yeah, it's deep. Yeah. It's gonna be good. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. All right. Okay. So. Let me tell you about Anna Devout. This is a new film by our friend Luc Besson. Oh, French direct- that film. Yes, I know yes. that. Okay. Right. So yes. this is our friend Luc Besson, our French uh, f- film director. And it stars the likes of Killian Murphy, Helen Mirren, Luke Evans, and Ooh. I think she's a newcomer. Uh, Sasha Luss, Luce Luss, L-U-S-S. I don't know how it's pronounced, but Anna is an upcoming English language French crime action thriller written and directed by Luc Besson. And the trailer is absolutely bonkers. It's a mix of Nikita. It's a mix of John Wick. It's a mix of uh, Leon the Professional. It's a mix of uh, Blonde, Atomic Blonde. Uh, that You know, that film that was out uh, a few years ago starring Charlie yeah. Theron. And the tra- in the trailer, there's a fight scene that takes place in a restaurant and... It, it, it obviously it, it doesn't give you the whole kind of like fight scene, but it does give a lot of it. But she's uh, she, she she plays an assassin, and she's taking out these guys. But the way she does it, and the gunplay in there, and you know, it's just kind of all those films that you've seen before in a kind of stylized Luc Besson way. And yeah, go check out the trailer. It's I, th- I think it's going to be good. I think it's definitely going to be worth a watch. His last film, uh, I can't remember. There was a film that he made with Cara. You know, there's, there's the modern Cara. Delevingne Cara and uh, yeah, Cara, it's the, 
something Valeria, the, the place That's of a thousand it. planets or something like that? Or yeah, so that, I think that was Luc Besson. Yeah, that yeah. was his like kind of last film that he made. And you know what? I've got to say, I liked that film. I liked it. Yeah. It got panned like kind of critically, visually stunning. So this yeah, is maybe, so, so th- this is kind of like maybe uh, something closer to home for Luc Besson, you know, that, yeah. that tried and tested, you know, storyline of an assassin, you know, out to kill their target, but is also being pursued by other agents and things like that so yeah it looks interesting go check that one out that's called Anna the, the lady you mentioned Sasha Lush she was also in that film Valeria the, oh. and the, and the, the, the City of a Thousand Planets she was one of the aliens the kind of oh, CGI okay. aliens in it so he's worked with her before right okay uh, yeah I mean she looks mm. absolutely gorgeous in this film and like yeah the, you know the, the fighting and everything you can see they, they you know it's a proper gonna be a proper like you know action movie yeah so she could be the know, next Mila Jojovic because he made Mila Jojovic a star from Fifth <sighs> Element you know so she could be the new one you know really there you go what do you reckon you know what she's my money's on it go for it do it like I mean, what about a reboot of Fifth Element? She could, she could be, you know, the new, the sixth element. This <laughs> Bruce, you know, who knows, man? Why not? The sixth I'd love element. to see that. The sixth if Chris, element. Chris Tucker comes back as that madman. <laughs> that and Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, but um, yes, yeah, so that's Anna. And what else? What other? What else? What other trailers or stuff that we've got on streaming? What What else can we see? Yeah, so I mean, not 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 something that's out on streaming, but something that's well, I guess it is streaming technically. But yeah, HBO uh, has it on streaming, and in the UK we have it on Sky. It's the show. It's the number one show for me, in my opinion. It's Game yep. of Thrones, the last season, season eight. Oh, and by the time you listen to this podcast, episode one would have happened. Let us know your thoughts. Bro, I cannot wait. I'm watching I it am, tomorrow. I am watching it. I Oh my gosh, the, the, the night is dark and full of terrors. Winter's <laughs> coming. Atlantis always pays their debts. Hear me roar. I mean, King of, I the, just, North. King of the North. King of the North. I've, I've changed my WhatsApp my WhatsApp picture to uh, Liana Mormont, the the, the, the uh, queen of Bear the Island. Girl. I want her uh, to be. I want, I want her to be queen of the north. She needs to be oh, queen man. of the north, man. I'm going to put a petition out. Liana Mormont, let's, let's queen of the north. Happen. I'm telling you, man. Dracarys, Dracarys. Uh, <laughs> oh, I tell you what, this is brilliant. It's just like like I said before. Like I'm I'm, I'm on season seven, and yeah. you know. It's just like, I'm just gearing up to it, but I just can't wait. This is coming out tomorrow here in Australia. So I'll be watching okay, it tomorrow yeah. evening. Oh. So, um, I yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. But people can watch the trailer, the teaser trailer online. But for, for Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, I think we've got it on our on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, yeah. While we mentioned that, actually, on our YouTube channel, we've also got the, the next trailer, which is Star Wars Episode Nine. Rise oh. of Skywalker. Yes. That's on our yes. trailer. Collecting a lot of views right now. Get it, share it, like it, all of that. Uh, exactly. But yeah, it's, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm into Star Wars, but I'm not into it as much to even know this was going to come up. <laughs> I was just, I literally just was online and I saw it and I was like, wow, this is here. I need to see this. So, so the trailer looks good. It looks interesting. It does. And uh, especially towards the end when, you know, the Emperor Palpatine starts to laugh. 
So, oh man. Yeah, yeah. and he, he was there at Star Wars Celebration. So it, it looks like he's going to be a part of it somehow. Yeah, de- defo. And this is kind of a big news for obviously Star Wars fans because it's kind of like the culmination of, it's like the end of, you know, this whole massive big saga. And I think after this, they're going to take a break. They're going to do yeah. the obviously Mandalorian, which is yeah. on the Disney Plus, right? And but yeah. in, for, in terms of movies, I think they're just going to kind of wait a bit. But yeah, this is big news. This is JJ Abrahams is coming back, you know, to finish this one off. And you've got all those characters, you know, that you've been, you know, watching over the last three, four years, you know, Ray, Poe, um, Carrie Fisher's going to be in this. And this is going to be kind of a bit, yep. uh, this is going to be bittersweet for people. So that yep. trailer, go out there and watch it. It's kind of going to be epic. And yeah, yeah Billy, and about Billy Carrie Dee Fisher, Wal- they said, oh yeah, Billy D. Sorry, Williams, yeah, Lando Calrissian, yeah. the administrator of this facility. He's going to be in it. He's like 82 years old now. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's getting on. he's still doing his thing, man. I know. Still still smooth, flying the Millennium Falcon. But uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher's parts from what uh, JJ Abram said, he said that it's all going to be unused footage. So they're not going to use the digital, you know, they're not going to use any graphics to bring her back to life, basically. It's all going to be <laughs> unused footage. So that's going to be interesting. He said, he said, he said that they, they wrote around the footage that they had to make sure oh, that she could wow. be used. Yeah, they wrote around it. So, yeah, let's see what happens with that. But yeah, I mean, this is this is a Star Wars that I hope can really do itself justice because the last Star Wars, a lot of diehard Star Wars fans fell a little it. bit out of love. Yeah, and you know, hardcore Star Wars fans, you got they 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 Star Wars is a is a religion. <laughs> Jedi, Jedi is a religion. Exactly, it's a recognized religion in certain parts of the world and. These people are no joke. So if you mess up their their faith, <laughs> they will come after you like the faith militant in Game of Thrones, you know. And it's like you can't, you, you can't. You got to treat it really carefully. And in some cases, you got to take your time to do it right rather than rush it out, like what they did yeah. with Solo. You know, it hurts them. So you know, you got you got to take your time. So I'm thinking with this one, the fact JJ Abrams came back. Some people love him. Some people hate him. But, you know, hopefully he's done a good job. He's done a good job on the first one, you know, a relatively yeah, good job did. on the first one. And people liked it. You know, some people maybe didn't so much. But, yeah, we'll see if uh, this one is going to be what it should be, which is a great bookend to a massive, massive saga, you know, yeah. before Rian well Johnson. Well Rian Johnson's going to do his his saga as well. Don't forget. Yeah, there's going like I said before, I mean, I, I, yeah, they, they have, they're have they not done with Star Wars because obviously... Yeah. There's going to be more stuff coming out, but money to make yeah. or money to print, I should say. <laughs> Exacto. So yeah, we'll we'll see kind of like what happens with this one. But this is coming out in December. They usually yeah they always yeah. release their their uh, Star Wars movies in December. So yeah, that's right. It's it's a, a, going to be a bumper bumper Christmas. I tell you that now. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we are now moving on to anniversary corner where this this is the part of the show where Deval and I bring you some movies and we think, right, you know what, it, you know, their birthdays are coming up and we think you should go out and revisit them. Sense of nostalgia for some of them. We we usually throw in a movie which is connected to a uh, kind of like a recent release and we'll speak about one of those films uh, in a moment. But from 10 years ago, uh, a, a film directed by Catherine Bigelow, starring Hawkeye, a.k.a. Jeremy Renner, was released in cinemas. And it was the first film, it, w- it was the first time there was a female 
um, director who won an Oscar. Oh, is that correct? So, wow, okay. Yeah, Ka- Kath- Catherine Bigelow, she Bigelow, won yeah. the Oscar for be- yeah, Best Director. And that's the oh, wow. first and only time that that's happened. Wow. And that's, that's... and yeah, and it, and it was major. It was major, 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 because obviously the Academy has been going on for God knows, you know, 60 odd years or whatever it is. And it's ta- mm. it had taken that long, you know, 2009 for there to be a, you know, a, you know, a um, an Oscar for, for a female. So that was pretty big. And yeah. I remember watching this movie in the cinema. It was kind of like really claustrophobic. Uh, it also stars Anthony Mackie. Do you remember that? And, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's Falcon yeah. and Hawkeye linking up again. <laughs> Falcon and Hawkeye well, linking up again. Years before they knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really good film. You know, uh, set in the... Uh, I think he plays a bomb... He plays a bomb expert. And that's correct. Yeah, so he plays a plays a bomb expert, and you know it's set in in the Middle East, in Afghanistan or or in Iraq, and obviously Jeremy Renner's character he's assigned to detect bombs, and uh, once detected, it's his job to 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 stop them from going off. So he's got a he's got to dismantle them. He's got to kind of take them apart, and you know it's it was really really interesting, and yeah, I, that year I can't remember the other films, but. What I do remember is that when she won the Oscar, I thought, yeah, it was deserved. It, it was deserved because it was a great film. Uh, and, you know, Catherine Bigelow, she does make some great movies. I liked her film, which should be a hidden gem, actually. It's called Near Dark. Have you have you, uh, have you heard of this film? No, no, I haven't, no. Vampire movie, really, really oh. good film. Yeah, I'm actually going to bring that up one day, all right? So... Uh, Catherine Bigelow, yeah, she's she's um, James Cameron's ex-wife. Yes, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Hurt Locker is is from two thousand and nine. Uh, go out and watch it. A low, kind of low budget. I would say, yeah. Would you Would you remember it being a? I don't remember it being kind of like a massive, massive budget movie, right? I don't think so. I mean, it's got a really good cast though, like you mentioned with uh, Jeremy Renner, Anthony Mackie. He's got Guy Pearce, otherwise known as Adrian Kilich or Aiden. What's his name? Mandarin. He was in Iron yes. Man 3. Um, yeah. And it's got Evangeline Lilly in it as well, otherwise known as a wasp. So it's actually got a Marvel alumni in there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> unwittingly, it's <laughs> got a few Marvel heads in there. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't think it was a massive, massive box office, uh, sort of you know, major uh, money, sort of, you know, nah. expensive film. But it done a really, really good job. And that's the main thing, you know, so... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Critically acclaimed, but not yeah. box office. Kind of, you know, doesn't always Smash. work out for the box office. Yeah. So, yeah, go check that one out from ten years ago. That was two thousand nine, and a film which came out in two thousand and four, so fifteen years ago, and yeah. it's it's connected to a film that we're going to speak about later on. This is the 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 the, the, the film adaptation of of the graphic novel Hellboy. Correct. And starring Ron Perlman. So what yep, I'm just trying who to I think out, should have been, he should have pl- played Cable. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> you, you, you know what? If anyone, if anyone remembers, like, as anyone who's listening to the, this show, you will know that Duval has been saying this for the past year, that Tell Ron me. Perlman I've been saying should it since, have been since, Cable. Since, since I saw him in, a, in animated X-Men, since, since, since the mid to late 90s, I've always said Ron Perlman should be Cable. End of... Since I saw him in Alien Resurrection in 1997, I was like, hold on a second. This guy's Cable. Look at him. He's Cable. 
Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I'm saying that. No one listens to but, me. So, uh, what would you say about for people for people who haven't seen Hellboy or or the kind of the the younger maybe the younger generation who are only going to probably watch this Hellboy, and they're probably thinking, oh, what there was one Hellboy before. I mean, wh- how would you get them to watch the original? I think the original is quite a it's a different different film, different flavor, definitely different with the ratings <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, but this one's more of a fantasy type Guillermo del Toro uh, sort of flavor. If you've seen any of his films before, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, Shape of Water, uh, even what do you call it? Uh, what's the films with the big kaiju, the uh, big robots fighting the Pacific 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 Rim? Rim. Yeah, so those are the films as well. Uh, yeah, so he he's his films are. Uh, the the special effects uh the, the the practical effects i should say actually are always quite good and these monsters and creatures always look quite uh i don't know quite weird so hellboy yeah, yeah hellboy actually it's, it's it's a good film i liked it when it first came out i liked it it was quite a different type of film and uh, the cast are motley crew you know but they all sort of work together somehow but uh it's a different different flavor but a good flavor i think it's like when you go for like when you're picking your ice cream, you know, some people like chocolate fudge, some people like cookie dough. They're two different flavors, but they both work. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I, I mean, I think you've you've got to kind of watch. If you're going to watch the new Hellboy film, you've got to watch kind of where it all began. And if you want to go yeah. obviously even deeper than that, you've got to read the graphic novels. But I think uh, Guillermo del Toro, he's like, he's such a visionary. He's made some great movies. He's won, you know, he's an Oscar winner, not once, but twice, I think. He's, he's won oh, a couple wow. of Oscars. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. Man, he's, you know, he, he knows his shit. He, you know, he is like a true kind of like, you know, film buff where, you know, he's a storyteller and when he brought hellboy to the screens people loved it people were kind of like oh man yeah you know he's brought to life the vision you know of the graphic novel ron perlman who's this massive hulking type figure right even in other films he's just like his voice yeah you know he's that 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 kind of like sardonic kind of like sense of humor that he brings to to the story yeah so it's interesting it's good go check out uh hellboy from 15 years ago that's that's the original hellboy before you yeah, watch the new one for and sure. also also from 20 years ago this is i can't believe it's been 20 years man this is from 1999 and this is the mummy devout oh my <laughs> gosh the mummy i heard that I loved it. I I loved it when this film when this film came out. I absolutely loved it. Brendan Fraser, uh, Rachel Weisz. Uh, it's got a Scottish actor whose name I've forgotten. John John Hanna. John Hanna. God, look at you. Yeah, uh, he's a actor. I like him in uh, the House of Bat- he's Batty Artist in the Spartacus in oh, uh, yeah, TV man. series. Yeah, he's TV wicked series in that. Spartacus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't remember who played the, who played the mummy. Imhotep was played by Arnold Voslu. Voslu. Imhotep. And mm-hmm. it just kind of it had the vibe of Indiana Jones. It had yeah. the kind of like the, you know the vibe of like some of those old classic Western movies, those swashbucklers. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it, it was that kind of that type of a movie for me and the the cgis i remember the graphics at the time it was like wow this is like really good this is really really good so you know we had we had the matrix in the same year i think no did we oh wow we we did 99 yeah you're right did we yeah so 
you know, it's great, great for kind of like, you know, for films pushing through the, the, you know, the graphics, the CGI and stuff. So yeah, it's a good, good old romp. The second movie, uh, from what I remember, it was okay. It was good. But then after that, the third one, I think it just took a dive, didn't it? Uh, it had like Jet Li. Oh yeah, the, the 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 tomb of something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then there was one with the Rock as well, Scorpion King, wasn't it? Was the that a Scorpion spin-off? King, which was mm. a spin-off? That's right. And then just recently, uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, they yes. just wanted to do a reboot, which I wasn't too keen on, to be honest with you. I know yeah, you like that, that it, reboot's right? cancelled. I, I, I thought it was okay, uh, but a lot of people just hated it. And I think and I think this this uh, recent Tom Cruise one tried to set up a lot of, uh, I guess, future films like The Werewolf and Frankenstein and uh, what's the yeah. other one with two personalities, Jacqueline Hyde and Do- Jacqueline Hyde. I think yeah. it, it tried to set up quite a lot all in one film that I think people just felt. No, this is long. What are you doing? Leave us, like, give us one film and just be subtle about the rest. But it just tried to shoehorn in too much. So yeah. I think some people just got put off by it. You know? Yeah, but, but it all started, it all started uh, 20, well, actually it didn't start 20 years ago. What am 50s, I talking about? It, it? Started, it started years before yeah, that, didn't it? Yeah. Years before that, man. Uni- uh, Universal Pictures, they've had the rights to yeah. these characters for such a long time and yeah, you know, uh, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll maybe try and do another reboot. Who knows? Get a new actor in and maybe start that whole dark universe again, which was interesting. <laughs> I've got to say, uh, you know, that whole kind of thing. Uh, so that was from 20 years ago. Now from 25 years ago, this is dumb and dumber. This is, uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Jim- that's the one yeah yeah good memory yeah yeah man so i remember watching this i mean i haven't seen it it's probably you know what it's probably been 25 years since i've last seen this movie to be honest with you (laughs) but crazy crazy antics like two brothers or two friends where they just like try and outdo each other on the on the dumbness scale and i can't i don't know if it was a big hit can you do do you has your can you find it it i think it was a big hit as in uh, it done, yeah, it done well. I mean, Jim Carrey was at the height of his, I think, his powers at that time, uh, or maybe not the height, but he was he was ascending to the heights. Uh, it's got a good score, seven point three on IMDb, uh, which for mm. a comedy is is hard to achieve. Uh, and box office wise, it definitely made more back than it it cost to make. Uh, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it done well. I'd say it was a success. You know, definitely a success. Yeah, you know? and um, and uh, they they made a sequel as well, right? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, what is it again? It was a uh, dumb and was it dumb and dumber again or dumb and dumber? <laughs> no, I think the se- the sequel <laughs> the sequel came out quite recently, didn't it? <laughs> that's so funny. That, that's such that's a dumb so thing funny. to say. I think I, I should be in the film. <laughs> dumb and dumber. <laughs> no, but I think that's what it was. I think was I'm, sh- I, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure I, that they. Find out. The, I'm gonna find out. Yeah, th- th- there was like a take on the word dumb like you know it was just like dumb and like dumber or something i don't know <laughs> like, who knows man it's just like it sounds that sounds exactly like what it could what it should be like you know yeah but um yeah so yeah, you're right about jim carrey being at the height of his career like you know mid 90s like big uh the family yeah. brothers and um yeah so that would that was interesting and like i said before it's it's, it's been a long yeah. time since i've seen that movie so oh my gosh uh, a long time yeah, go check that one out. Oh, it's called and Dumb and Dumber 2. 
2014. Oh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> dumb and Dumber sounds like sounds, sounds even better. better. Yeah, you know exactly. That? They should have called it that because that's a dumb thing to call it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. What else? What, what other film have we got from thirty years ago? Nineteen eighty nine. What else? Thirty have we, years we... ago, we are busting ghosts. Mm. Yes, nineteen eighty nine. The sequel to Busting Ghosts, which is which is Ghostbusters two. Yeah, Ghostbusters two. So it had the whole gang like reunited for another film, and yep. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, um, Dan Aykroyd. Ernie Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Rick Moranis, Ernie, Ernie Hudson, yeah, Ernie Hudson, that's the it. whole crew. And what was the? I'm just trying to think. I can't remember what the villain was. It was Igor or some sort of thing that comes out of a painting. Oh yeah, it was that guy in the painting who. Uh, oh, I forgot his name now. But yeah, he was. He was like he. He was in the painting. He could. I think he looked like one of those sort of old school. Henry VIII type pictures, and yeah. yeah, he sort of came to life and and just wrecked havoc. I can't remember why yeah. or what was going on with the picture. I, I just remember the picture that you know it just yeah. I think that guy was he in Bones or one of those little TV series or oh maybe maybe. But what a- I from what I remember is though there's a they um that there's a song I can't remember there's there's a, there's a song that they use in the film, and what happens is the song. The power of the song summons up the marsh, the Michelin Man, or the Marshmallow Man, or something. Oh yes. So what happens? Yes, yes, do you yes, remember yes. that? And then they battle each other. Oh, it was damn, crazy. It's bonkers, that? man. Oh, the song. Yes. Oh. They, they put it on the loudspeakers, and then the whole of New York gets together and yeah, they start singing. And then it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's that evil giant thing, and then it's the Marshmallow Man or yes. the Michelin Marshmallow Michelin Man. One of those two. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, you know, I got to find out what that song was. I remember. I remember now. I remember. Yeah. So kind, of, kind of like famous at the time so ladies and gentlemen yeah those are your films from anniversary corner if you haven't seen them go check them out you know we've got a kind of like a comedy horror film ghostbusters we've got a you know a drama hurt locker hellboy you know a fat you know based on a graphic novel fantasy the mummy again based on you know films from the 30s and 40s and whatnot and then you know just a straightforward stupid silly comedy called dumb and uh, dumb and dumber so those are your movies (laughs) dumb and dumber um so now devout we let's get into our movie review of hellboy 2019 um hellboy yes hellboy now this is apparently this has been uh uh, this reboot remake has been in the works for a really really long time because hellboy 2 uh that was that came out in 2008 so it's been a long time since we've seen anything related to hellboy right yeah so yeah you're right 10 years plus you know yeah and, and i, I remember kind of it's a long time i remember there was kind of like talks of yeah there's going to be a new hellboy you know is there going to be ron pullman is he going to come back and you know i remember reading um interviews with ron pullman he said yeah he'd love to kind of you know come back and do the film but i guess 10 years is a long time to wait for you know for, for the for the green light and and, and I guess the studios, the people behind the money, they were probably thinking about longevity. Like, you know, how many more films is Ron Perlman going to give us? And it sounds like such a kind of harsh thing to say, but I mean, that's probably what they think about. You know, we want an actor who's going to probably give us three films at least. So what happened was they they kind of went back to the drawing board and there was kind of like some production issues and 
you know, Guillermo del Toro, he was kind of like not happy about things. He was attached. He wasn't attached. And they were like, okay, look, we need a new actor. And this show, this kind of show that came out of nowhere on Netflix called Stranger Things happened, which yes. was a massive, massive, massive hit for, for Netflix. And it brought us to the attention of an actor called David Harbour, who had been working as an actor for, you know, he's been working as an actor for the last 20 years. He's been doing things, bits and bobs, but it's only been over the last couple of years where he's actually kind of like, you know, getting, you know, a bigger name for himself. And and I think that's probably because of Stranger Things, but he's a great actor. Yeah, so he, he is. plays he's, Hellboy. He's good. Mm. That's correct. Yeah, so he said... Yeah, so he he plays Hellboy, and it stars David Harbour as Hellboy, and it's got Ian McShane, who we've seen from Game of Thrones. Yes, we have. Yes, and he's also in American Gods he, as well. American Gods. He's be, he was in um, Deadwood, so you know, love him from that. Uh, he was in a, a, a you know small independent British film called uh, Sexy Beast, which I really really like. And yeah, you know, he's kind of like, oh, and how could we forget John Wick? God, Jesus. Oh, yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, so the, these two characters and um, we're also introduced to the re or no, kind of not reintroduced, but I mean, Mila Jovovich, Mila, I can't get a name. Jojovich. Right. How do you say it? Yeah. Jojovich. Jovovich, yeah. Jojovich sorry. And um, she plays obviously the villain in the, in the piece. And she wasn't, I'm just trying to think, she, what has she, what has she been in recently, Mila Jovovich? Uh, well, apart from the Resident Evil sort of uh, franchise, uh, she's also up and coming, she, well, she's going to be in the up and coming uh, Monster Hunter film. She does a lot of these fantasy type films, actually. That's her sort of main hustle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the guy from, from, oh, what was that TV show? Lost. Do you remember Lost? Oh, oh I, I, I didn't watch it all, but I know, yeah, I think I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, he's a Korean actor. Well, yeah. Sorry, sorry, he's American-Korean. And he plays a... He, he he plays a British person in the film, which I thought, oh, okay, oh, he, that's interesting. Oh, so he's not British in real life. I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, no, he, he he's yeah, he's American Korean, and ah. yeah, and and there's a few bits in there where his kind of accent falters a bit. So uh, that you know that was kind of uh, ah. you know, a, bit, a, a bit a bit funny, but yeah. So you got these guys. You got Hellboy, and uh, how do we explain it? So it starts off in the year five seventeen, right? Okay, so Ian yes. McShane, he, he's narrating the story. It starts off in 517. There's an evil witch who is causing issues in Great Britain. And if she isn't stopped, then her reign of terror is going to engulf the whole of Great Britain. And there'll be an army of darkness, uh, which will kill all the people, all, you know, the population of Great Britain. Uh, you know, during the Dark Ages. And what happens is we're introduced to uh, King Arthur, Merlin the Wizard, who through some uh, some magic and some good old head chopping, deal with the witch. Fast forward to 2019 and the witch is 
it basically uh, is 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 trying to her her body parts are, are going to be trying to be found again <laughs> so that she can be yeah. so that she can be resurrected and <laughs> so that she can be so that she can rule once again right so that that's the gist of it and our our hero hellboy uh, alongside uh, some other characters uh, have to basically stop her. So that's pretty much the gist of the story and thrown in some other kind of like, you know, side little bits, you know, the, it's, it's pretty much it's Hellboy versus the, the evil witch and the evil witch is played by Mila Jovovich. And uh, can you, Deval, can you remember her name? Oh my gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I'll, what, what I'll I just keep out, thinking about yeah, Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod. That, that's yeah, the name I think, that I think gets, it's, it's something like that, isn't it? Niffleway or Niffleheim or something. Yeah, whenever they kept saying the name, all I just kept thinking was Nimrod. They just called it's it Nimrod. Nimrod. <laughs> <laughs> From X-Men. Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? Nimway, Nimway, Nimway. That's it, Nimway. Right? Okay. So the evil witch Nimway, she's she has to be resurrected, and you know our our hero uh, has to basically kind of stop her, stop this from happening. And it started off really interesting for me. So you know, it starts off in the in the five in the year five hundreds, and you got this kind of little bit of exposition, and this exposition is really really quick. So literally, the narrator tells this whole little backstory within the first five minutes. Fast forward to 2019, you've got Hellboy, he's on a mission. And I really like the the first like 15, like, you know, 15 minutes where Hellboy is trying to uh, help a friend out. And there's this kind of funny little exchange in Mexico. And you know what? The, the graphics, the CGI in that beginning bit, I thought, actually, this is really good. Yeah, I, you I, liked I, it. I, I, I like that that kind of that first little the, the the beast that he encounters. I thought this is actually really good. All right, I'm getting into this. I'm getting into this, and I'm watching the film and I'm getting into the movie. And I really like David Harbour. I think he's a great Hellboy. I think he's funny. I think he's got really great presence. And I really like Ian McShane. And I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, hang on a second, why aren't I enjoying this movie as much as I should be enjoying this movie? Because it's got all these great elements it's got fantasy it's got you know hell it's got um you know giants in it it's got like you know um vampires it's got these all these different types of uh, animals and creatures and whatnot going on but i at some moments in the film i'm like right okay um his accent shit uh, and um i don't believe this character that you know what's going on over here i don't think nimrod is really that bad she didn't do anything major <laughs> and i just kind of thought right okay come and deliver the goods deliver the goods give me give me hellboy and i've got to say there were some bits in there which were really really good you know like i said before david harbour i think he's good and there were some funny lines in there and there was a there was a line in the movie which i'm telling you they took from from uh, deadpool 
uh, th- th- there's oh. a scene in the movie where they are sitting at a table. So Ian McShane, Hellboy, and um, and, and that and that young girl, they're sitting, uh, you know, at a table and they're talking about, right, okay, what's going to happen? Um, what do we do after this? Like, you know, okay, I defeat the evil witch and then what do I do? And Ian McShane says, well, what What else? You're going to carry on and you're going to do it. And, and, the, and the girl says, um, yeah, there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> oh yeah, I got that bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. <laughs> and bit. I was just like, "This that, that is was definitely so fourth wall, isn't it?" That was definitely fourth. That wall. was definitely fourth wall. Yeah. And I was but like, "It was so is, subtle." Just... Some people might have missed it. Yeah, and then I was just like, and I genuinely, I genuinely laughed out loud. Like in the cinema, I laughed out loud. I was the only one who laughed out loud. Oh, is it? And <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, the audience that I I was sat with, they were flat. I mean, I don't know oh, what okay. it is with Australian people, but they are flat, man. And I'm like, I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing at some of the gags in there. And there's some really good, like, there's some funny bits in there. But I've got to say, right, I was let down. And I came away thinking, right, okay, so we've waited 10 years for this, uh, for you know, for this reboot. And we've got a really good kind of uh, Hellboy, you know, a good Hellboy in David Harbour. And he's got great acting chops. And, you know, there's a lot of source material that could that they could use. But I I think that they just didn't do it justice. I, I thought they could have made it darker. I was expecting it to be a bit darker. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not... I, I, I was kind of expecting it to be a bit more kind of like, I don't know, like he goes through the depths of hell or he's doing some <laughs> proper, proper battling with demons to yeah. kind of then come out. And Nimrod was just kind of like, what, what, like what's going on? There, There's no danger. I, I, I didn't feel the danger. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was a bit, it was a bit light. It was kind of like it had an R rating but the consequences were not R. It was just very, oh, very light. I love that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? The it's consequences like very... weren't R. Yeah, yes, there's no exactly. R consequences, man. Like, you didn't really feel anything was going to, bad was going to happen. And even, oh, I'm going to spoil it. I don't care. But even when he's like, you know, he's, his mentor was, you know, killed or whatever, even he was able to still speak from the other side. And it's like, okay, he's dead, <laughs> but he's not dead. It's like, it just wasn't, you know, it's like, I was let down by it. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. I was a bit worried about today's review, I'll be honest, because <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd seen it, yeah. And yeah. I was. I thought I had to do this review by myself. And I'm so <laughs> glad. That's why I've been quiet. i just been like, you know what, let him talk, because I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. I fell asleep about three oh, times. And I think each oh, sleep was about... Gosh. Yeah, I sort of I sort of dipped away. So I think each sleep was about five or ten minutes long. So I missed chunks. I missed the bit where he got his horns and he sort of turned into Hellboy. I missed yeah. the bit where his mentor died. I just saw him speaking from a sort of <laughs> hologram type thing. And I thought, what happened? Where is he? Yeah, yeah. And then I missed the bit where he kills the big bad. I just saw the aftermath of that. Yeah. I missed yeah. chunks. And yeah, I tell to be you honest, what, I wasn't really gutted. I was not gutted. I just didn't you know. I couldn't wait for the film to finish. I didn't stay. <laughs> and I know I, I know I missed the post credits. I missed yes, the post credits and I, I missed it. But I didn't know what I've got to see it again, probably sometime in the future when I've got yeah. nothing to do, just so I can <laughs> fill in the blanks. But I'm so glad I was not so gutted that- at all. 
Yeah. I didn't like this film. So, and I was a bit, yeah. I was a bit, I was disappointed I didn't like it because I wanted to like it. Exactly. You know? That's it just, my thing. It just, yeah, I just didn't like the whole, I don't know, just the film, just, oh, I don't know, there's something missing. It just didn't, there was no consequence. There was too much blood and gore just for no reason. They just, and all the blood and gore was all digital. Yes. Like, it was just oh, too man. much in your face. People were getting their heads chopped off and split. And it just, I don't know, it just, I mean, the giants, they were just stupid and yeah, just even even that secret sort of uh, Knights Templar group or whatever. Like, that was so there, lame. There was a guy from EastEnders in it. Masood from EastEnders was in it as well. <laughs> and also in the Fish and Chip Shop, Mo from EastEnders was in it. She's actually exactly. Gary Oldman's sister and, and in real life. And who was the seer? The seer, she's she's uh, the one with the white hair. I don't know. She, she's in like Holby City or Casualty or one of those sorts of shows. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. she's been in. I think there's, there's, there's quite a few, which is good. There's quite a few homegrown UK talent in there. I thought the main girl, she's British. She's, she's not British. You know that? What? The main girl is from America. I've oh checked my. up her background. I'll tell you something that's quite surprising. If you look at her IMDb, she's literally got a handful of productions. She's wow. very, very new to the game. This is probably her like fifth film or I think third or fourth feature film. And I tell She's you American. what, right? She did a British her accent. accent is brilliant. She was discovered on a beach from a, a, a film producer and they, or they invited her to an audition. Her first, her first uh, entry on IMDb is 2016. She's new to the game, literally oh new to the game. Oh my gosh. So she's, she's, she, 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 you know what, to get to this stage, she's done quite a lot in yeah, a short space yeah, yeah. of time. And she fooled me. I thought she was, I thought she even looked British. I was like, hold she on, this girl's exactly. an English girl. This girl's she's not, British. she's half, exactly. she's half uh, American, obviously like African-American. And then she's half New Zealand from Maori, the, her mum's Maori or something like that. Wow. So it's like, maybe that's why she can do a good accent because, you know, people from like, you know, like Australia and New Zealand, they're good at doing accents, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah, yeah she totally, was born yeah. and raised in uh, in America and she, she tricked me, but she, 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 she done well. I liked her yeah, character. I, I liked her. She, she had that kind of like, you know, that fight in her and that kind of sass and yeah. everything. So that was really good. So yeah, them teaming up. Yeah. She was, she was probably, you know, the, 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 the you know, the positive thing in that. But um, yeah. So the other actor, the, the, the American Korean guy who's doing a British accent. Uh, yeah. I just thought this was, this was, it just wasn't well drawn out. The, the characters weren't kind of, I don't know, the stakes weren't really, really high. And him turning into Hellboy, the, the kind of the prophecy of him being this kind of ruler and kind of killing people, they teased it and it happens for 30 seconds and then that's it. So, you know what, there's no kind of, yeah, the, the stakes weren't really high, you know, exactly like what you said. So in my opinion, uh, this film gets, uh, oh gosh, man, I'm just trying to think like, what uh what rating I'd give this one? What um, depth of hell would you send this one what to? What depth of this is going down? This is going. Let's <laughs> just, this is drag this one back to hell, man. This one is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's your best one in a while. <laughs> that is your best one in a while. That is. <laughs> drag this one. <laughs> um. So this one, this one, I'll probably, uh, I'm giving this like a four and a half, man. Like, oh my like, seriously. gosh. Yeah, four and a half, five, that's the man. Underbelly, so, that's 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 <laughs> near the underbelly. That's, that's near where the kiddie fiddlers go in hell, man. That's close <laughs> to them. That is low. 
<laughs> that's not, that's oh not my a nice God. thing to laugh just, about. But just, you know just keep I mean. it below, man. <laughs> yeah. keep, this, keep this one below. And the, the, the sad thing is this, right? The, the sad thing of this is it's going to get like, like critically probably panned. It might not do, it's pro, you know, it probably might not do well, really well at the box office. And what that means is they won't make more Hellboy movies. Oh, if this so doesn't there could make not be a sequel. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like so so they could and the idea is that, you know, we want to see this character and we want to see it done justice. Yeah. So we want to see a really good Hellboy movie, right? Yeah. But if this doesn't make any money, they're gonna be like, eh, maybe we shouldn't do Hellboy and maybe we should do kind of something else. Yeah. Well they they have set it up for the that kind of amphibian man type creature to come back, That's, isn't it? That is that is so that is right. They they do want uh, to set it up, but whether it's going to happen or not, I'm not sure. Exactly, and 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 all I, well, what I will say is, I mean, I did stay, I did stay till the end, right? Okay. I did stay, I did stay till the end. So, you've got the mid uh, credit scene, and then you've got after the credits. There's another ah. little bit, and um, yeah, there is a kind of a, an, another little bit where. Um, you know the, the the in the movie there's kind of a, a a thing a really old looking lady with with wooden legs. Oh, the 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 Baba Yaga. So, Baba, the Baba Yaga. Yaga. Do you remember from, in Ant Man? I think Ant Man or Ant Man and Wasp. The, the the Russian guy talks about the Baba Yaga stealing kids from the forest. That, not only that, but in John Wick, John Wick and is John the Baba Wick as Yaga. Well. Yes. Is it? Uh, John Wick is the Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga is like a real Russian, like, like a monster thing, isn't it? Like, from like yeah, myth- yeah. mythology. Yeah. 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 And, that and, creature and, and was in, nasty. Oh, and the yeah. treehouse. Oh. oh man, that was crazy. So, so that, that creature comes back at the end and then there's another oh. character so is, is kind of uh, there as well. So when you watch it on like, you know, Blu-ray or something like that and yeah. on digital download, you'll, you'll kind of like watch that. Because oh, he, he promised her, do you know what, spoilers his, guys, his eye. do you know what, whatever. But yeah, so he promised her some, some eyes in it or something. He was meant to give her an exactly. eye, but he didn't, did he? He, he just sort he of left. And, yeah, so she's really pissed off about that, and then oh. she's, and then, you know, it sets it up. This sets up another, okay, okay, uh, another okay. film. Okay. So oh, yeah, so, so what yeah, about I you? Devel, what like are you? A, uh, from what I've seen, because I guess technically I haven't seen the whole film, but <laughs> I'll give it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably give it a five. Oh yeah, probably give it a five, just because I haven't given, the, I haven't seen the whole film, so I can't. I've got to give it a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. So I think I'll give it a five. I go halfway house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's so. kind of like a bit of a rung up from Hellboy. I think Hellboy is not going to do much, much more better because people are gearing up for. It's going to compete with right now. It's competing with Captain Marvel. It's competing with Dumbo. It's going to compete with uh, Endgame in like a week and a half. This film, if it doesn't do well now, is not going to do well at all. Trust me. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I think word of mouth is going to get out, and it's just kind of yeah. even the even when I think back now, even the graphics, the CGI was wasn't that great, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, if that hasn't convinced you, then um, to not go and watch the movie, then uh, <laughs> no. No, all jokes aside, go go out and watch the movie and tell us what you think. And may, maybe you, you know, you will, uh, you know, you'll have a different experience watching it. And maybe you can turn around and tell us, look, guys, you, you're talking shit. You know what? It's it's a great movie and it's great because of X, Y, Z. 
you know what, let us know, tell us what you think. And we're more than happy to kind of have that, that discussion with you because that's what we want. We want you to kind of, you know, speak to us and debate films. All right. So Deval, let us now move on to our hidden gem section. And we've got two movies this week and we're keeping it with the hell, you know, keeping it hellish, keeping it with kind of like hell and the <laughs> theme of hell and being in hell and being in some sort of purgatory. And there's a film that I want to quickly mention. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. A film from 2000, it stars J-Lo, Jenny from the Block, right? And yeah. and people might, people probably like, have probably forgotten this, but Jenny from the Block, not only has she had like, you know, a successful singing career, but she's also had a successful film career. Like, you know, I remember her in Out of Sight, you know, Steven Soderbergh movie, oh, yes. which I... I t- love that you love movie. that film. I, you always mention I that lo- film, you know. I know, are there any, man. Like, are there any kinky bits in it? Is that why you're always talking about it? No, but it's just the way it just kind of clicks. And, you know, you've got Samuel L. Jackson in it, who's got this kind of like great cameo in there. And, you know, you've got um, uh, George Clooney, who was before he was this big Hollywood master you know he started in this movie and before Ocean's Eleven and stuff. So it's a good movie. And, you know, J-Lo... You know what? She can be, when JLo's decent, she can be decent. So she stars in this movie, right? And uh, it was made in 2000, stars Vin- Vince Vaughn, and it stars, uh, what's, I always forget this guy's name, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Dion. Is it D'Onofrio? Yeah, Dion, D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio. Yeah, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, or better known as Bullseye. The King no. Sorry, Kingpin. Kingpin. What? Mm. Sorry, what am I talking about? Kingpin, better known the as Kingpin, Kingpin in Marvel's uh, Marvel's Daredevil. All right. Yep. So it's got these three, and um, she plays a psych- child. J-, J Lo plays a child psychologist, and she's got kind of I don't know. Uh, she's got experience in uh, virtual reality treatment for co- uh, for coma patients. So she's got some specialism, and and she's brought on board this really weird case of uh, t- she basically has to get inside the mind of an evil serial killer. And you're probably thinking, right, okay, this sounds like a straight up, you know, um, you know, thriller drama where you've got kind of uh, the good guys, the cops, Vince Vaughn, trying to solve uh, a murder mystery, um, almost like identity. Do you remember that film Identity? Yeah, with uh, Cusack. And with, the with John Mary Cusack. Bunch. Yeah. Exactly. So getting into the mind of a serial killer. So this this is kind of that type of a movie where J-Lo has to get inside the mind of Vincent's mind, who is a serial killer. And somewhere deep down inside of his mind, somewhere he's, he's kidnapped a child and he's keeping her somewhere. But the problem is he has an accident and he's comatose. And the only way for uh, Vince Vaughn to track down this young girl is to find someone who can get inside of his brain. So it's very trippy. It's very sci-fi. It's it is very psychological, and it was it was kind of um, it was it's notable at the time for being really 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 visual. It's directed by a guy called Tarsim Singh who made Immortals. Do you remember this film, Immortals, starring Henry Cavill? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good yeah. film. Uh, yeah, so um, and he's he, he his history is that he um, he he was a kind of like an ad director making some really famous ads 
you know, back in the 80s and 90s. And this was his film directorial debut. And yeah, so it's kind of like really, really kind of visual. And when you watch the movie, it looks absolutely stunning. And... I watched it. I came out of it thinking, wow, man, this is mad. The the visuals, the style, the cinematography. I thought this was all great. And my connection to, to hell is this. We are delving into the mind of a serial killer, a, a psychopath. And in his mind, he set up all these different traps. So imagine if you're going into the mind of a serial killer. And that the what is the mind of a serial killer going to be? It's going to be evil. It's going to be crazy. It's, you're going into the depths of this guy... Uh, is my this guy's mind and it is going to be like going into hell you're seeing his horrors you're seeing the things that motivate him you're seeing the things that triggered off his craziness and for some people that's going to be hellish and I, I i you know what i don't think a lot of people will have seen this movie because it didn't do really well at the box office but what i will say is if you like your your films to be kind of like, you know, visual and you like this idea of of delving into the mind of, of a serial killer and seeing how that looks in a visual way, go out and check this movie. It's not got a great rating on IMDb. It's not got a, ra- a great rating on, um, on Rotten Tomatoes. But you know what? It is kind of a hidden gem because there is a lot of good stuff in there that you might find interesting. And I found it interesting. And you know what? It's got JLo and it's got future Kingpin. So yeah. go check the movie out. No, good one. Good review. I, I remember this film and I think you're right. People should, people should check it out because uh, it was for its time. It was very different. And I think it will fit into a lot of people's, uh, you know, flavors of, uh, of, of today's time. So yeah, good. No, nice one. Nice yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And Deval, what have you got for us? I have got a film called as above so below no. oh my gosh so as a, <laughs> oh my gosh. making myself cough as oh above my. so below uh it's actually set in paris paris yeah i remember this yeah came out in two yeah came out in 2014 the image is like it's an image of paris and the eiffel tower upside down with skeletons all surrounding it and it's actually quite uh there's, there's a bit of i guess some truth to this from what i understand but as above so below is a horror film about uh i guess a team of explorers or adventurers they go to the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of paris and the catacombs are it's a network of tunnels uh that's been used from like you know the back in the medieval days and all sorts and all sorts used to happen down there Lots of lives were lost, were lost down there, killings, people, you know, starved to death, all sorts. And these catacombs are meant to be haunted by the souls of countless people uh, that have died down there for different reasons. And uh, yeah, so these explorers go down there to, to, uh, to, 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 I guess, to explore and to find out some more, you know, they love, they love their history. So they want to find out, you know, about the catacombs. As you can imagine, once they get down there, it goes tits up. <laughs> they discover a darkness that lies beneath the city that no light can can wipe away. This darkness just consumes them, and obviously they go down in a they go down there in a group, and one by one, people start to either go crazy, start to get possessed, start to kill each other. 
or just start to die. Oh so gosh. it's uh, it's one of those films that, you know, it's, it's a fun film. Uh, it's got a bit of gosh, truth to fun. it. <laughs> for, for the viewer. <laughs> it's got a bit of truth to it because the catacombs do exist. Maybe not in the in the grand scale that the film depicts, but there are catacombs be- beneath the beneath Paris in real life. And uh and yeah, it's just uh so it's a clever film. It's based in somewhere different, rather than always being New York or or somewhere like that. So it's based in Paris for once. So it's something a bit different, a different vibe. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I uh, I watched it when it came out in 2014 or 2015, and uh, at that time there were a few films that were trying to scare people, or you know, trying to scare people uh, because that was the sort of flavour at that time. I think this film did kind of stand out for me, but a lot of people just didn't really go and watch it, so it didn't do well at the box office. Uh, a lot of people that know about this film. Like if I said to you, as above, so below, you'll think, what are you talking about? Well, not you, but, you know, some people would. Uh, And yeah, so I think it's a a good hidden gem because it lies below. And all hidden gems, all the best hidden gems lie below. That's Uh, deep, man. That is deep. (laughs) So yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's not got any notable sort of massive stars again. So... Again, it did kind of fly under the radar. There was no sort of massive star to sort of propel the box office. But uh, these people are good actors in their, in their rights. They've starred in a few TV shows here and there, but no names that are household. Right. But sometimes that's, that's a good thing. The director that, yeah. of this, though, the director uh, did direct Quarantine, which is the Spanish remake uh, for right. Wreck. You know, the sort of a handheld yeah. uh, film that sort of shows zombies that take over this apartment block. Yeah. So Quarantine's the English version of the Spanish uh, version, which was called Wreck, which came out quite a few years ago, about 10 years ago or so. Uh, that may show up on one of our on, on our anniversary corners, I think one of them may, may do. Uh, this director, he goes by the name of John Eric Dowdle, also directed mm. the film called Devil. Right, okay. Which yes. uh, is like a, it's kind of like an M. Shyamalan Nighty type film where it's these people the, are... St- um stuck in a lift. They're stuck in a lift and literally the devil's in there and one of them is the devil, but no one knows who it is. And it's like quite a psychological yeah. like, roller coaster ride, but not roller coaster ride, but psychological lift trip or elevator trip for you guys in America. I don't understand what a lift is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But if you imagine, I mean, as as Amar said at the start, all these films are quite hellish. And Devil is a hellish film. The inner lift going down and some of them don't get to their destination. Uh, this person also directed Waco, which is a, um, a, a true life story, actually, of, uh, the, yeah, of the, the, uh, the Waco disaster where, like, so many people died. Men, women, yeah. children all died. I've because of that the, guy's name. The leader, yeah, uh was it John something? Or I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but, this was uh, big news. Yeah, this was big news a few years, <clears throat> a few years ago, and uh, David Koresh is the guy. David Koresh, that's David it. David Koresh, yes. yeah. So that's the film that's uh, it's actually out now. It's got an eight out of ten on IMDb, wow. which is hard to achieve. So it must be a good film. I think it this film be, is actually yeah. is due to be released. I don't think it's released yet here in the UK. It's a TV series, sorry. It's a TV series, which is okay. going to be released yeah. here in the UK at some point. 
it's probably already released in America like two years ago, knowing how it is. Exactly. You know, we, we always get things late. But Waco is meant to be really good. It stars uh, Michael Shannon, Taylor Kitsch, stars as David Koresh. And wow. it's not a, it's not a happy ending at all, this film. But it's, no, it's definitely it should, it should not a happy good. ending on that one. Not a happy ending. But, but yeah, so this director... Go, yeah, so yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, going back to, like, you know, as above, so below, I was just... Yeah. Whilst you were kind of, like, just chatting there, I just typed it in and it's it's to do... A lot of it is, you know, that phrase is... Uh, uh, associated with the the occult and yep um which is quite interesting so yeah i mean is that in the movie do you do you get that kind of you know the the spirituality and this thing you do uh, you do yeah you do and it's you're right it's a bit cultish and a bit ouija board ouija board ish and there's all these like markings and and so on so yeah you do get that vibe in the film which again brings it back to that kind of reality type situation that makes it even more scary so yeah it's, it's a bit of a deep one this is this film and it's so okay. deep it has to stay below because you know you just well, you want to stay above this guys you do want to stay above this <laughs> if you can yeah don't slip oh below do not <laughs> slip below man you don't want to be going down uh-uh. no and talking about staying above the yeah. music for the ghostbusters 2 film that made the marshmallow man or the goodyear man walk was called higher and higher higher that's and higher yes that is that's it, it. Oh, so gosh, avoid man. That going song. down below stay higher and higher, higher and you will walk the streets with a smile on your face like the marshmallow goodyear man in <laughs> ghostbusters 2 <laughs> That is well said, my friend. Right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that brings this episode to a close. We want to just thank you one more time for downloading us. Please keep in touch. Uh, Let us know exactly what films you're watching and what films you like and what films you don't like. And you know what? As above, so below. Keep it real and download the show.